0: Welcome to episode 76 of the False Neutral Podcast, the April 2018 episode, take two. <laughs> now that the call recorder is working, I'm Pete, Eric, and Garrett are here with me, and uh, we will try to recap the last 20 minutes of discussion that we, <laughs> we had just spent talking without having it recorded. So uh, to start out with, We're recapping some of our workshop uh, progress, as we normally do to start off the episode. The 125 is close to completely upgraded to 12 volts. I need to uh, make a taillight bracket, and I need to make a bracket to hold the larger regulator rectifier and keep it out where the fins will get a little bit of cooling. So I've had it, uh, four years as of last week. I posted something on our Facebook page, uh, with a picture of it when it was coming home. And I had absolutely no idea just how little of it was salvageable. Kind of the same thing as your, uh, your little 50 in your yeah. KX 250 that you get home and you go, Oh, why'd I buy this? And high <laughs> paid you gotta how You really for this? committed. Yeah. yeah. So if it hadn't been, uh, a rare, rare ish model that was my first bike in high school, I would have never spent that much. But anyways, uh, I've made some progress. I'm currently looking at a tank. I'm trying to find a replacement fuel tank that's going to be easily adaptable. Uh, the CLs had a little bit shorter tank than the CB and CG-125s, which are, you can find knockoff tanks for those real easily, but the CL had a longer seat and a shorter tank. So I think a Honda Jiling JL50 Chinese motorcycle has approximately the same size. So I just sold one of my welders and I'm going to try and uh, use the money to replace the fuel tank on it. So.
1: Yeah. Good. Uh,
0: as far as the Boltaco, the frame is all back in one piece welded together. Uh, for a hundred bucks, I had my local welding shop. Put it all together and they did a great job. I posted some pictures of that on the Facebook page. And just the other day I mocked up all the parts that I had and without torquing them together, put everything together and actually did some S turns down the driveway. I don't have foot pegs, so I kind of just, you know, stuck my feet out and and saw how the steering was with the new forks that I bought for it. It seems like it's it acts like a motorcycle, so. And yeah. uh Garrett I'm going to have to talk to you after we get off the air and and arrange to send you my cylinder. I think I'm to the point where I need to start doing some engine work and uh, Yeah. I've got the piston and rings for it so I can I can send you my cylinder and have it bored.
1: Yeah, what size uh in millimeters is the bore approximately?
0: 60 69 no, Oh, okay. Something like that.
1: Yeah. It's a 200. Perfect. It's
0: nothing big, so. Yeah. So I'm actually kind of excited that I've managed to actually do something i'm kind of playing around still trying to decide what swing arm i want to use whether i want to use the monoshock swing arm or the the dual shock swing arm and no matter what i do trying to find halfway decent suspension rear suspension components for my budget is next to impossible either they're used crap or they're new chinese crap
1: so yeah i'm kind of um just as an idea something I did quite a few years ago, I went to a snowmobile swap meet and I was able to find a Olin's rear shock. Uh, and I think I paid like 75 bucks for it or, or a hundred bucks and it came off of a snowmobile. Mm. Um, and not, not like a large one. I mean, it was sprung similarly as you would find, uh, you know, for, a single motorcycle rear shock okay um but yeah so um i think olin's um came on quite a number of different snowmobiles so you could look in that market and see if there's something that worked if you're gonna do a a mono shock,
0: i might look into that i might have to go to ebay and look through the snowmobile section so yeah and eric you've you've managed to do something uh or at least buy some parts for your bike even though it's continuing to snow there
2: yeah. through of the last four days here as of uh, April 10th, uh, we've had snow on the ground in the morning. It melts in the day, but whatever. So, uh, yeah. So I've got the uh, electronic ignition kit for my bike so I can get rid of the points and the mechanical advancer. And, um, you know, fingers crossed. So they say in about a week or so, we're actually supposed to have temperatures of multiple days of like in the fifties and sixties. So I might be able to pull the bike out of the garage and at least work in the sun a little bit and see if I can get that back together and put some oil in it again. And, um, hopefully I remember to put some stable in the gas tank. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, <laughs> uh, but we'll see. And, um, yeah, fingers crossed that thing will be running. At which point I'll probably need to go buy some tires, but cause the tires, I think are well over 20 years old. <laughs> But yeah. uh, one one thing at a time, let's get the thing running first and make sure it runs up and down the street a few times before I worry about tires.
1: If uh, if you end up having carburetor problems and they need to be cleaned, feel free to just put them in a box and send them to me and I'll do it. I, I, I was already thinking of you about <laughs> that. I got to send something else back to you anyway,
2: so yeah. they might all come together in one <laughs> box. Yeah.
0: Well, I did reassemble so. the carb the last time we were talking about me. Mm using my incredibly old carb dip for my carburetor, yeah. took it all apart, put it back together. The one problem is that there's a little uh, rubber boot on the choke lever that you cannot disassemble. It's It's staked in place. Once they put it together, you can't take it apart. And, of course, as soon as I took it out, that thing would swollen up about twice its original size. And I just touched it and it fell in two. So, <laughs> yeah. okay. I'm, I'm not going to have that. So if it doesn't work, I've, I've talked to, um, uh, mid Atlantic trials, they sell OKO and they'll give you jetting advice for smaller Hondas and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, if, if need be, if this doesn't really run right, I'm going to scrap what I have and go out and spend a hundred dollars on something other than a, uh, a Chinese knockoff carburetor. So, yeah. And, uh, Gary, you've been, uh, you actually did some, some fabricating lathe work on your TX.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it was actually a a much bigger process than I thought it was going to be. Not because the part was complex, but just because I had to make all the tooling to do it. Like the O-ring grooves, I had to uh take high speed tool, tool steel and um you know like actually carve out the o-ring profile into it and then use those yes. to machine um and quite a number of other uh things that I had to do to make it work also so it takes a couple of o-rings in it uh and I wanted to ensure that each of them had the right amount of squish when i when I put it all together, so actually it like mocked up a little thing. Uh, that uh, took the bolt and threaded it in so I could actually like torque the bolt to the proper spec and then measure how much O-ring squish there was. And I did that for each one and figured out that one had eight thousandths more squish than the other. And I had to kind of figure that all into the part two. But at any rate, um, I made an oil filter adapter for the TX 750. So it now uses a BMW R65 oil filter rather than the very 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 obscure and odd original no longer exist in oil I, filter
0: if you haven't seen what this looks like either go out on facebook or or uh, I'll go ahead and post a picture when I put this up on yeah. on huniverse uh it's this really bizarre external oil filter with metal routing tubes to it it yep. it just it's like this it just doesn't look like it should be a disposable part.
1: I mean, right. It it looks like it must have been really expensive to produce. And I don't know what it would have cost to buy when you could still get them. I mean, I imagine Yamaha had to have sold them at a huge loss because, you know, it's not like it's probably so expensive to produce that, um, You know, Yamaha would probably sell them for like 10 bucks each or whatever. But really, they cost quite a bit more than that to produce, I'm guessing. But I don't really know. And it Um, just seems to be the most... But it's weird because, yeah, it, it like the tubes go around the chain. Well, like the filter boss mounts behind the chain and the tubes go like through the chain and then down and then it's like just kind of stuffed in behind the side cover you have to take the chain off to change the oil. Um, and yeah, so you actually have to, um, take the left foot peg off <laughs> the left shifter off or the shifter <laughs> off. You have to take the side cover off, take the chain off to change the oil, which was is it an
2: Italian. Was there an Italian in charge of, uh, the engineering at the time?
1: Well, let's see. It had oiling issues. <laughs> it, from, <laughs> the 73 is from the factory. Uh, yeah, very obscure and odd engineering, so there had to be an Italian involved. What's somewhere. amazing
0: <laughs> is they did this after the XS650, yeah. you know,
1: whatever it was, the TX at the time, or the XS1 when
0: it first came out. Yeah. Which was such a solidly engineered engine, and then they did all this
1: weird Whoa, stuff. Yeah, and the entire motorcycle, that's a common theme. I mean, the whole balancing system in it to make it work. Um, the original models had no way to adjust the balancing chain and it stretched a lot and that caused a bunch of problems. And then there was dry sum oiling issue. Like, you know, the motorcycle is just, it should have never been made. It's, it's a beautiful bike. And when it's working well, uh, it's awesome. It's really an incredible machine, but it takes really a, hero- a heroic effort to keep it on the road. I mean, sh- if, if somebody didn't have a full machine shop, and a lot of resources available to them, that's a bike that j- they just should never, ever, ever own. <laughs> I mean, I...
2: Jay, you, you Jay Leno, and, and yeah. Alan, and that's about it, right?
1: <laughs> I mean, I've easily had to put in 10 to 1, you know, work to ride hours into it. Uh, and so, but it's, you know, come, it's coming along. I, I think now that I've got... Off the shelf oil filters that I can use. I really want to put an electronic ignition in it, like you have your XS now, Eric. Um, and then a couple other little things, and then I'm just going to ride it until it dies, and that'll be it.
0: Is there is there an electronic kit for the TX750, or you're going to have to make something else oh. for like a 400 work?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, the XS 400 um, utilizes the same the same uh, breaker point plate and also, um, virtually the same flywheel too. Right. right. Um, so I know that so you, everything,
0: cause what yeah. you have on there, your, 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 was it the starter clutch was an XS 400 that you adapted to it? Well,
1: no, my flywheel on it is an XS 400 flywheels. I found out when oh, I was right, setting right. up the timing yeah. on it, I was having right. issues with it being 180 degrees out. Right. That's right. Um, okay. Yeah. But yeah, so. So yeah, go I will, look at that oil filter. Adapter.
0: I will go ahead and post all those pictures to, uh, the Hooniverse post that we put up. Yeah. Uh, that'll go up next Tuesday. We're actually recording this on Tuesday and it will go live a week from today. So,
1: yeah.
0: Um, that's pretty much it for our workshops uh we have a bunch of stuff that last couple times we've been so busy talking that we have not covered a number of different things that uh we wanted to talk about and one of them is that yamaha has come out with a line of e-bikes meaning electric electric assist bicycles mm-hmm. uh they kind of it kind of took me out of came out of the blue i i was taken by surprise i didn't know they were developing this until all of a sudden it was on the yamaha website of when you go to the yamaha website they're like oh click here for our electric bikes i was like really wow yeah so and they look really good they uh, yeah
1: and and also so i think that they do like a mountain bike and a kind of city road bike type of thing too um so i think that there's at least a couple different models
0: uh, I had been pining for the electric bulltaco Brinko to come to the United States, but now I, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm not going to buy something from a little European boutique manufacturer yeah. if I can buy a Yamaha. I mean, that's just right. makes right. a whole lot more sense, which yeah. may be tough for some of those smaller manufacturers. Cause I know there's some people out there making some cool bikes, but I'm, I'm thinking the, the economies of scale dealer support
1: resale everything Mm -hmm.
2: you're still on the really bleeding edge at this point too so right right. yeah uh
1: Um, makes me wonder um if these are just going to be exclusively sold in motorcycle stores or if you're going to see them you know like in your bicycle store too
2: Cost- well, electric-assist bicycles are becoming more of a thing across the board. So, oh yeah, yeah. especially yeah. in and large just, urban centers.
0: And I and I yeah. think that in the next, I'm going to say five or six years, I think they're just going to explode.
2: Yeah. As oh,
0: ba- battery, I, yeah, battery. battery technology, technology and has and gotten motors, to where yeah. they they really make sense, and they're starting to really have some legitimate range and oh. power that they haven't had. When other people have been kind of toying around with them
1: up to this point, right? And then eventually they'll just get rid of the pedals on them, and then the motorcycle will be born.
2: <laughs> what well, goes around comes around. Yeah, uh, as I say, it's, it's very, it's much, it's, it's 1903 all over again, right?
1: I know yeah. that's what I was just yeah. thinking. Yeah.
2: Now
0: are they going to race him on a board track? That's what I want to know. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Might as well.
2: <laughs> well, we have a velodrome here in Detroit.
1: So, oh yeah, the concrete yeah. one
0: they
2: raced the mopeds on. No, no, no. There's a new one now. Um, there's a new one that uh, Lexus has got the title rights to. It's it's an Olympic quality. Oh, a wooden velodrome. Velodrome. Okay. Yeah, the, if I say. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yes, but yes, so we do have the velodrome. I've been to, I've been to the Detroit old 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 Detroit velodrome. Yeah, the old yes.
1: concrete
0: one that yes. is outdoors that they, they it was abandoned and they kind of cleaned
2: it up and started racing mopeds on it. That uh, yep. I
0: thought was very cool.
2: Yeah, it's been a number of years since I do that, but no, no. There's a new indoor, well, domed, um, like you see those big golf domes. Um, it's like that, except it's a it's a velodrome inside. It's pretty nice.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I had something really interesting drop in my lap on Facebook the other day. I belong to a couple of different Boltaco user groups. And- Shocking. What? Right. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> And my, the first article I ever wrote for Hooniverse eight years ago was about a Boltaco streaker that was for sale in Auburn, Washington when I was in the army in the early 83 to 85. I was up there. And, uh, I, I contemplated buying it, but it didn't have Uh, an MSO. It was sold on, it it was offered just with a bill of sale. And I didn't have a garage. I didn't have any place that I could, I I was living in the barracks. It was just, it didn't make sense. He was selling it for $14.95. And it was one of 28 Boltaco 125 streaker little mini cafe bikes, uh, that were imported to the United States in 1978. And this would have been 83. A uh, really cool little golden black motorcycle and, uh, came home, never knew what happened to it. Out of the blue, someone posts on Facebook a picture, not just of one of the 28 streakers, but that bike. Oh, wow. That is on display in a Seattle restaurant. Uh, and actually took a picture of a little thing that said that it came from Auburn washings, uh, Auburn motorsports and had the original hang tag I remember seeing on the bike posted on the That's wall incredible. next to it. And I was like, this is it. And it looks like it's never been ridden. It's, it's still in perfect condition. Wow. It's still just on display. Uh, it was bought, I don't know, three or four years after I, uh, got out of the army. So, uh, later on this year, I will be vacationing and going through Seattle. So, um, hoping that I get to see it in the flesh after 34 years, I'll, I'll be able to, to see it again. So I thought that was really cool. So I'll, I'll try to keep you updated and maybe post some pictures if I, if I can get a picture with it. So yeah, cool. Uh, I neglected. A couple episodes back, I posted a picture and a link to the TVS Zeppelin in India, which is a hybrid motorcycle that has a a small, I don't know if it's a battery or a super capacitor, that runs the starter as a, I don't know what you'd call it, a torque enhancer. Mm -hmm. So for short bursts when you're accelerating, it gives you extra torque. And I asked what people thought of the technology and Ethan Seda, our number one, our poster child for listener engagement. Uh, he's ridden smack dab. He wrote us questions about what bike to buy. He has responded on Facebook and he commented that, uh, he said, if you don't have any, any, restrictions on displacement, why not just bump up the power and avoid the extra technology? And I thought it was a good point. He said, in the United States, we don't have to worry. We don't get taxed on engine size or anything like that. So would that be more viable to just, instead of a 125, make it a 250? It's not going to weigh that much more. It's going to be simpler, cheaper, and you're going to get more power, not this Temporary little boost of power when you're accelerating. So I, th- I thought that was a very good argument and I didn't want Ethan to think that we had ignored his input. Yeah. So I wanted to say that the other thing is, uh, talking about the electric bikes, if they can get the weight of those components down, I think that's where that may really come in. Something like a, you know, hybrid, not quite a motorcycle, not quite an electric bike something with a small engine and a small battery could be, I think, really effective if they can make it way less than a larger internal combustion engine. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Uh, Eric, you posted something on our our show notes about the uh, Husqvarna Vitpilen 701.
2: Yeah, so the initial ride reports are coming out on that, and I you were super excited about that. And I'm kind of like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And the styling is, is, I'm coming around to the styling because it's very Scandinavian. Um mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I do like most of that design language. Um And when I saw people posting about it, I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then the Cycle World posted a video. And it's really, I saw this video pretty much before I read any of the reviews or watched any of the other videos. And they mention some key numbers that made me, that made my ears perk up. The first was 362 pounds wet. Yeah. (laughs) And in a day and age when, you know, a lot of bikes, even like real mid grade bikes, are 450 pounds. Yeah. Yes.
1: Absolutely. Well, to give you an idea of that weight, and how incredible it is! Um, Aprilia's new Dorsadoro Supermoto
2: yeah, is a hundred
1: pounds heavier.
2: Yeah,
1: wet even even like an MTO seven Supermoto. Is,
2: yeah, yeah, and even an MTO seven's like f- right at four. Or, well, I think it's four like three ninety seven well, dry, but about four twenty wet.
1: Yeah, so we weighed my buddy's FCO 9 Granted, it had uh, the stock exhaust removed and an aftermarket system put on, which is quite a bit lighter. And it was 398. Okay. Wet. But even still, that's a really light motorcycle. This one is considerably lighter. And uh, the, makes more power than
0: a, an MT07. Yes.
2: Yeah, that, and that was the other thing. At the rear tire, 71 horsepower and 51 foot-pounds of torque. Yeah. That is going to be an amazing motorcycle to ride.
1: And a ton of torque. I mean, yeah. talking about a really big single-cylinder motor, it's going to make a lot more torque than two small cylinders. And yep. I, I
0: really have not heard anything bad in people reviewing it. Uh, no. You know, it, styling is the one thing they're kind of like, well, you know, it's in the eye of the beholder, either you like it or you don't. It's, but as far yeah. as how well it works... It's a and it's not an
2: inexpensive motorcycle. I think it's almost twelve grand.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's also not astronomical either. No, for for what it is. And they didn't
0: cheap out on the suspension components. No, you know it. it, It's a quality motorcycle, and I really applaud somebody for not trying to hit a price point on a six ninety single, which would have been really
2: easy to do. Mm-hmm. Somebody in one of the one of the YouTube videos I don't remember if it was on motorcycles or Cycle World says, "Oh, great, uh, an SV 650 at twice the price." And I go, "Yeah, at 75 pounds less, and with a yeah. far far better suspension." And even like one of the uh, one of the uh, journalist guys even said, "Just like, yep," <laughs> and gave yeah. you know and hard yeah. and hearted the comment because um, because it's like, oh yeah, okay. Thinking yeah, And,
1: and <laughs> I mean, significantly more interesting than yes. the S V two. I mean S V well, is I mean, really it's, pretty it's, boring.
2: <laughs> it's essentially it's a twenty year newer motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. Because the first S V six fifty was what, nineteen ninety nine? Yeah. Or two thousand, something like that. That's close yeah, enough as it makes no right difference twenty years. It's and yeah, um, that's I really, so yeah, I really like the I, fact I, that
0: people are getting excited about a bike that isn't the fastest thing out there. Yeah but it it it's the kind of thing that if you strip away all the numbers and you say what kind of bike would be satisfying to use every day something yeah. with a decent riding position it's compact it's light makes plenty of power it's fun it as long as it proves to be reliable which you know uh it's a it's a dupe 690, 690 underneath it yeah. which yeah. depending on who you ask is either really durable or really finicky you know everybody has their own impressions of KTM. i I
2: think it was a year or two i think it was two years for the 15 model year they had redone quite a bit to address all the issues that originally came up with that so this would obviously be that refresh that re redone motor so i would think it'd be no no big deal so yeah um normally my my thing and in, in my head personally is like 100 horsepower and 400 pounds right that's that's mm-hmm. kind of like a real nice balance at least for me and in, in my head and especially for all the flat roads we have around here but this absolutely i mean it's it's not the power it doesn't have the power but it certainly doesn't have the weight either right um so yeah i'm i might have to might have to i get i gotta need to get a few other things taken care of first but that became very interesting all of a sudden.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, and I actually really like the looks of it. Mm-hmm. I really think that You're not going to um, see
2: yourself coming and going.
1: Yeah. which is a key for me in
2: owning a bike. Yeah.
0: Well, I was yeah. I was uh I was really interested in the 401 and I, the 401 is price-wise a whole lot nicer. But quite honestly, if I was going to spend my money on a new motorcycle, I wouldn't spend half as much and not get what I want. Either I wouldn't, Mm -hmm. I'd say I can't afford this 701. I'm not going to get a new bike, or I would bite the bullet and figure out a way to wedge a 701 into my budget and get the one that I think is a whole lot more impressive.
1: Yeah. And I think that that's a good strategy for any motorcycle purchase. I think that. You'll lose more money, and it'll it'll not work out as well for you if you um, want a bike but can't quite afford it. So you settle and then try to get that bike later on. You might as well just hold out a little bit, make it work, get the bike that you really want. And I think that that's where the 701 is. So.
0: Well, we're a little short on time, but that's because we... Compressed down a 20 minute conversation into about, uh, seven minutes when we actually re-recorded this. So we will, uh, sign off. I will say that, uh, we have about 120 people signed up for SmackDab. So, uh, cool. that's gotten larger. And, and, uh, if you're interested in that and you're somewhere in the Midwest, uh, smackdab281.org or go to Facebook and search for the smackdab summer solstice motorcycle run group.
1: And before we sign off, I was going to ask you how you like your new showy helmet, showy, whatever you call it. Uh,
0: haven't ridden with it
1: yet because we had one
0: nice day that I got yeah. the, uh, we got the spiders out and went riding the one day that we bought the helmet and, didn't have communicators in it. And, and by the way, we did, uh, we went ahead and bought the pack talk. Yeah. We, we went back and forth on wh- what we wanted to buy and the pack talk seems like it does everything. And so I can report on that and the helmets next time. Hopefully uh, I was scraping cool. my windshield this morning and we had snow here yeah. on Sunday that didn't melt until, uh, end of the day yesterday so mm-hmm. yeah i'm really getting sick of this <laughs> yeah
1: well you guys have cold and we have rain here it's just relentless rain so
2: yeah but you guys kind of needed it didn't you
1: uh well kind of i mean we needed snow in the mountains uh-huh. we didn't get as much snow and the rain's good but it doesn't it doesn't Stick release at july you know <laughs> right yeah. yeah like the but snow yeah. does so yeah yeah. Okay, well, we will
0: sign off and we'll see you all next month. Uh, gentlemen, as always, thank you. And yeah. uh, you can check us out on Hooniverse.com and on Facebook. So, see ya. Yeah.